AFR On Demand is brought to you by Breck Golf. Try Beaver Creek today, just 20 minutes from downtown Baton Rouge in the Zachary area. They've got a PGA Tour driving range, a short game practice area, 30 to 40-yard practice shots. It's a great place to chip and putt and practice if you don't have time for a full round. Book your tee time today, golf.breck.org, golf.breck.org. Matt Moscona. I'm very important. After further review. Say one more time. After further review with Matt Moscona. And here we go. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. <laughs> Live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge Studios. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of After Further Review. Matt Musso in for Matt Moscona. A couple more days this week. Scone will be back on Monday. Jacob Beck and Paul O'Neill along for the ride as well. Big show planned for you here today as we fit the middle of the week. Got some Saints news, some Jets news. They're making insane pitches to Derek Carr, which we'll get to momentarily. More news on the LSU football front as well. The New Orleans Pelicans are set to return from the All-Star break tomorrow. Kind of give you a little bit of a brief preview a little bit later on uh, about, you know, what lies ahead for them here in the quote-unquote second half. They're obviously past the halfway point in uh, in the NBA season as well. Ron Higgins is going to stop by at uh, 415. We're going to talk a little LSU basketball. Of course, the Tigers host Vanderbilt tonight. They're looking into 14-game losing streak. That will probably be less about the game and more about the future with uh, with LSU basketball because they are just playing out the string. Uh, Alden Cartwright, former LSU pitcher, will stop by at 4.30. Uh, I want to talk to Cartwright kind of about the first four games of the season, what you've seen from the pitching staff. And LSU, it's kind of a weird week for them. They're heading off to Round Rock today for a tournament. And those are becoming more and more popular in college baseball, but it's still relatively new. So kind of how is that week structured? Of course, Cartwright was on the very first uh, LSU team that went over to the Shriners Classic in Houston in 2015. So get his take on that, how it kind of changes their routine up uh, to have to go and do something like that. Of course, that gets underway 2 p.m. on Friday. And uh, we got Pluckers Trivia, overrated, underrated, honor locks to wrap the show. So we are jam-packed. I do want to start with the NFL and the New Orleans Saints as uh, – the Saints continue their offseason trek with contracts and salary cap and things of that nature. Today, the New Orleans Saints re-signed offensive lineman Calvin Throckmorton. Throckmorton was set to uh, be an exclusive rights-free agent, but won't be going through that process now. Nick Underhill of New Orleans.Football had the news on Throckmorton. It's a one-year deal worth $940,000. Of course, Throckmorton has spent his whole career so far with the New Orleans Saints. Signed as an undrafted free agent out of Oregon in 2020. Was on the practice squad during the 2020 COVID season. Uh, played in every game in 2021. So 17 games, made 14 starts at guard over the course of 2021 and made six starts this last season uh, while appearing in 14 games. Experience on both the right and left sides of the line. This obviously makes a, a lot of sense to bring back Calvin Throckmorton. He's been a great depth piece for you. And as we just went through, has had to be more than a depth piece and, and start. You have injuries every year on the offensive line in the NFL and football in general, and uh, the Saints are, are no different there. And Throckmorton has been more than serviceable, honestly, when they've asked him to fill in uh, fill in those spots, either right or left guard. Uh, offensive line, when you look at it as a whole for the New Orleans Saints, is fairly interesting. It's one of the positions where 
they're actually pretty stacked. They, they've got great numbers there. What, what can make it a little bit more intriguing is what happens with Andrews Pete this year, right? Obviously, a lot of people point at Andrews Pete and point to him as a, as a cap casualty, somebody who the Saints are not going to be able to keep because you're looking at here in 2023 an $18.3 million cap hit from Andrews Pete. What you do from there, if you go, I mean, it would have to be a post-June 1 uh, cut that would save you $11.8 million towards the cap. So it makes a lot of sense that they would move on from Andrews Pete. That would open up a spot. Calvin Throckmorton, we've gone through the starting experience, but on a one-year deal at 940000 is that the route you go? Do you try to find depth in the draft to bring in somebody there? Potentially, the Saints love their uh, their interior linemen uh, in the first round. Uh, there, That, or of course, as we know, the best available Ohio State player left on the board. But that's an option. So right now, you're set up pretty well. When you get to post-June 1, and as many expect, again, you move on from Andrew Speed, it gets a little bit more intriguing you're probably not going to move Caesar Ruiz he's going to be your center guard combination there you do have Lewis Kidd and Yasir Durant who have can play both inside and out but you know look again you're more apt to put Calvin Throckmorton in that spot uh than, than one of those guys and maybe that is the route they go it's just if if they were thinking that maybe it's more than than the one year 940,000 so uh, right now you're set up pretty well of course, Trevor Penning will be, be back next year and hopefully healthy. Of course, the Liz Frank uh, fracture, he had surgery on that. So he'll recover and hopefully be able to contribute there at, at tackle. But it, it's one of the positions that uh, position groups on the team for the New Orleans Saints that uh, they've actually got pretty solid numbers and you, you feel good from what that group will give you. It's just who are they going to be protecting at quarterback, right? And that is... The main question for the New Orleans Saints offseason, we've talked an awful lot about Derek Carr really since even before he was released by the Raiders because they granted him permission to go talk to the New Orleans Saints. They were the first team that Carr talked about. We've talked about it every single day this week because of the the visit he had with the New York Jets over, over this weekend. And by all accounts, it went pretty well with the Jets. Uh, it, there's been a bit of a development in that situation because you'll remember the Jets seem to be picking between two guys. Do they want to sign Derek Carr now or attempt to sign Derek Carr now? Or do they want to wait and make a run at Aaron Rodgers? Well, Jeff Darlington was on Get Up this morning on ESPN and, and kind of took a stab at that and really kind of threw water on the whole Aaron Rodgers to New York Jets idea off of something he's been told. I've learned two things in the past 24 hours that make me kind of believe that the Jets, it's time for them to simply sign Derek Carr. The first of which is a conversation I had with a very important Green Bay Packers source, who quite honestly believes that Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers and that all of this is being overhyped. He looks mm. at the contract that Aaron Rodgers signed last year, the commitment that he gave to the team, and believes that at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers. That's not overly surprising to me. We kind of talked about that a, a little bit yesterday. Aaron Rodgers, he hasn't really spoke about anything. The, the only team he's spoken about has been the Green Bay Packers. He was when he was on the Pat McAfee show before he went on his darkness retreat. He mentioned the Green Bay Packers. If anything, it's home. It feels very similar to how it played out last year with Aaron Rodgers, where most people thought he was as good as gone, and he ends up back there. You heard Darlington kind of mention that, the commitment he made last year to the team. It makes a lot of sense that he would be back. He mentioned he learned two things. We'll get to the other thing uh, momentarily. But that brings back to the conversation we've had all week. If Aaron Rodgers does, in fact, go back to Green Bay, which 
Seems like that's going to be the likelihood here. How aggressive does New York get? How aggressive does New Orleans New Orleans get in pursuing Derek Carr? They seem to be the two main teams in that race. Maybe someone else comes up. We've mentioned the Carolina Panthers, but they were very non-committal. And if they would bring him in for a visit, him being Derek Carr, if they do, it's going to be down the line. Frank Reich wants to evaluate the roster and, and all that kind of stuff. We played that cut for you yesterday as well. So it really seems like a two-team race right now. Both visits went very well. The interesting thing is, well, actually, it's not really interesting. It's, it's just kind of it's just kind of funny, and I kind of just want to make fun of the Jets uh, is the only reason I bring it up. Jeff Darlington said he had learned two things. Uh, number one was, you know, the Aaron Rodgers likely going back to, um, to Green Bay from a high-ranking source within the Green Bay Packers organization. And the other was a report from Diana. He referenced a report from Diana Rossini earlier uh, from earlier today that <laughs> the New York Jets in their visit with Derek Carr told him that they believed if he signed with them, it would lead to him being a first ballot Hall of Famer, which is laying it on really, really thick, really, really, really thick. I love recruiting stories, right? I think I think they're great. I love to hear the lengths that teams in college, pro sports, and when it comes to free agency, anything, the lengths that they're willing to go to to nab the player that they're after. This is a pretty good one. Derek Carr, first of all, is never going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. They say don't speak in absolutes. I'll speak in absolutes when it comes to that. He's never going to be a, a first ballot home. Derek Carr right now is not in the top 20. And he's 31 years old. He's not in the top 20 in NFL passing yards, in all-time passing yards, completions, touchdowns, none of that. He just isn't. And Derek Carr, as we've often talked about throughout this whole thing, is a mid-tier Quarterback in the NFL. Now, I understand the Jets saying that. You, you want to lay it on thick, right? And maybe they believe it. I don't think that they do. I, I don't think they I think they're just buttering him up. They're trying to sell their roster as being Super Bowl ready, which, I mean, they... I wouldn't go as far as to say it's Super Bowl ready and just a quarterback away, or at least not Derek Carr away if, if you're the Jets, right? But... If Derek Carr has eyes on being a first ballot Hall of Famer and believes that the Jets aren't just trying to butter him up, that's a pretty big commitment they're willing to make. We've talked about that they can make the financial commitment that he's potentially looking for around $30 million, if you believe what Spotrack has him listed at. I mean, if they were going to seriously make a run, and they still might seriously make a run at Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to pay, so they've got the money to do so. And now, apparently, they're promising him the Hall of Fame. I, I think that's laughable as I think most of you would probably agree. He's got a long way to go to reach that level, but the Jets are promising it. Recruiting, whether it's in college or NFL free agency, NBA free agency, whatever it is, it uh, it never ceases to amaze. It never really ceases to disappoint. So uh, that's kind of the latest you have there. Rodgers looks to be headed back to the Green Bay Packers. At least that's what one high-ranking source is telling Jeff Darlington. And Jeff Darlington graded his job. He would not run with that if he did not feel it was you know a, a high likelihood. And uh, the Jets think Derek Carr is going to be a first round, uh, a first ballot Hall of Fame. Good luck with that.
We'll see where he ends up. Uh, you know, you look at every every projection, it seems to be Saints. Any, any of those projections, uh, predicting offseason moves for the team, it's always Saints signed Derek Carr, Saints signed Derek Carr, Saints signed Derek Carr. So there's a lot of confidence that he ends up in New Orleans. We'll see. It's it's going to be a battle, and I still am very interested to see when the, when the aggressiveness picks up from New York and from New Orleans. We're going to grab a break, come back on the other side, dive into some LSU football here on a Wednesday edition of AFR, presented by Pluckers. Come back with me. AFR. AFR is brought to you by the Renaissance Hotel and the Watermark Hotel, two great locations. If you're downtown or in Southtown, our friends at the Watermark and the Renaissance can certainly help make your next event spectacular, whether it's a wedding or an intimate gathering downtown at the Watermark, Baton Rouge's premier luxury hotel, or if you're at the Renaissance for a, a board meeting. They have elegant, intimate board meetings for a dozen people or meeting space for up to 500 people in their spacious ballroom. At the Renaissance, they like to say, we're in the business of saying yes. So if it's annual conferences, award banquets, nonprofit school fundraisers, if you're hosting a sports team, a formal cotillion etiquette classes, they do it all at the Renaissance Hotel right there on Blue Bonnet. It's the Renaissance Hotel. You can check them out online for reservations or to get more information. It's the Renaissance and the Watermark downtown and Southtown. Check them out at the Renaissance Hotel. After further review with Matt Moscona, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. Presented by Plucker's Wing Bar. Open till midnight or later every night of the week, where every Monday is all-you-can-eat wings. Plucker's Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Brought to you by Shawbills Tire and Auto Service. Shawbillstire.com. 18 locations in South Louisiana. Find the location nearest you at Shawbillstire.com. Bumper-to-bumper auto service and name brand tires at wholesale prices. They will always find a way to get you the best possible price for the best possible tires on the road. That's what they do at Shadows. And when they get you in by selling you the best tires, the cheap, cheapest price possible, they're going to treat you like family, and they're going to treat you so good, you're going to keep coming back year after year after year every time you need anything for your vehicle. Tires rotated, oil changed, check engine light on, brake squeaking, whatever's wrong with your vehicle, Bring it to Shawbills. Let them give it the once over. And you can always schedule online so it's convenient. Shawbillstire.com. Find the location nearest you at Shawbillstire.com. Shop tires online at Shawbillstire.com. Be sure to ask about the Shawbills credit card as well because you can save $50 off your first purchase when you use the Shawbills credit card only at Shawbills. It was a newsy day yesterday uh, on Mardi Gras surrounding LSU football, of course. Brian Polian moving into an off-the-field role away from special teams coordinator. So Brian Kelly will have to replace that position as well as figure out something to do with the recording, the recruiting coordinator spot, which was also occupied by uh, Brian Polian. And then there was uh, the news of the arrest of LSU number one wide receiver Malik Neighbors in New Orleans. So just a refresher, uh, Malik Neighbors on Monday evening or Monday night uh, down in the French Quarter was celebrating Mardi Gras. New Orleans police on foot patrol noticed an L-shaped, uh, an L-shaped object in his pocket. It was a gun. They approached him, asked him if he had a permit. He did not. He was subsequently arrested, booked, and then released early Tuesday morning on his own recognizance, not having to post bail. It is a misdemeanor weapons charge, and it has now been dropped. So Malik Neighbors is 
in the free and clear. Uh, off of that, we will await any type of disciplinary action from LSU. Something will happen with it being a misdemeanor. Didn't seem like any any type of escalation to the situation either. Charge being dropped, it probably won't warrant any missed playing time. I don't know that for sure, obviously, but uh, it seems very minor at this point. Uh, so it is in the it's now in the past. I, it's ultimately it's just great that nothing worse came of the situation. That nobody got hurt. That that's a it's a very Tough spots I've placed yourself in, learning experience, you you move on forward. And again, nobody got hurt and nobody's worse for wear with the situation. And and you move forward and, and Malik Neighbors can put it behind him in what is a very important season for him uh, at LSU. Of course, he broke out last year and and you go forward. We'll await any any type of disciplinary action, but I would imagine most of that will be handled in-house uh, by Brian Kelly and his staff. And because of the minor offense, I necessarily think it, warrants missing game time but uh we we will see but for now it's in the past malik neighbors weapons charge that he was arrested on around uh, monday evening is now been dropped and the focus turns back to football with uh with lsu star wide receiver who is expected to uh go pretty highly in uh next spring's nfl draft not the only lsu football news today though as well so Right before I came in here uh, to go on air, so around about 2.45 or so, uh, news came down uh, from via Twitter, excuse me, that LSU has offered a transfer offensive lineman from Maryland. That is Mason Lunsford. Uh, he tweeted out the news himself that he had received an LSU offer. An interesting prospect, Mason Lunsford, a little bit on him right now. Uh, six foot seven, three hundred and five pounds. Uh, he arrived at Maryland as a freshman in twenty nineteen, redshirted. So as a redshirt freshman in twenty twenty, appeared in three of five games. Did make a start at right guard in the final game uh, against Rutgers. Uh, as a sophomore in twenty twenty one, ended up a starter at left guard. Started all thirteen games. Uh, he has received honors from Pro Football Focus. And then last season in 2022, also a starter for the Maryland Terrapins. Excuse me, at the guard position in every game that they played. So plenty of experience. You look at a guy like Mason Lunsford, also a guy with plenty of eligibility left. So because of the red shirt year and then also the COVID year, he's got two years of eligibility remaining. He will graduate. Uh, this spring, he'll actually graduate this spring and be a graduate transfer with two years of eligibility remaining. When he came out of high school, uh, Mason Lunsford was a three-star prospect uh, out of the state of Maryland, of course, committed to the Terrapins, played his first two years there. Uh, it is part of a battle for LSU to bolster the interior of their offensive line. You, It's the same conversation we've had previous. You feel really good about the guys you have coming back. Like uh, You are going to return six starters, right? But Anthony Bradford ends up entering the NFL draft that catches some by surprise, but you expect Garrett Dellinger to slide right into that spot and uh, and go forth. So really, Dellinger played so much last year, it's like you're returning five starters anyway, and you feel good about that. But you had so many, so many enter the transfer portal kind of from your backup ranks on the offensive line that you have to build that depth back up. And LSU's offensive line is one of the most improved units from the team last year, right? You returned a lot, but they weren't very good. 
They take the step forward, help lead you to the SEC Western Division Championship and a trip to Atlanta, and now you get those guys back. You just have to build the depth. So Mason Lunsford is a guy that LSU uh, has offered. Again, he will graduate in 2023 and have two years of eligibility left, a two-year starter from Maryland. Interior uh, player, six foot seven, 300 and, uh, 305 pounds. So Power 5 transfer. And look, transfer portal's been really good to Brian Kelly on the offensive line already in his time at LSU. I mean, look at a guy like uh, look at look at a guy like Miles Frazier. So uh, you just have to replenish some numbers there if you're LSU, and it kind of goes back to a little bit of what we talked about there in the first segment with uh, the Saints. Injuries are going to happen. You have to have capable backups. Mason Lunsford would absolutely 100% check the box of a capable backup if LSU is to land him. That is one position you'll see. Now, really up uh, up and through spring as well, that LSU will be will be after uh, when it comes to uh, when it when it comes to the transfer portal, and and you'll have a whole other crop of guys after spring because the window opens window opens back up. So that's where they stand now. Mason Lunsford, two year starter at uh, at Maryland, offered uh, in the portal by the LSU Tigers. Getting set to grab our second break here of the day. Before we do so, though, preview a little bit more of what's coming up on the show. Ron Higgins will stop by at 4.15 uh, today. We'll talk some LSU basketball. Again, maybe not so much about the game tonight versus Vanderbilt. Uh, a little bit more about the about the future of, of LSU basketball and, and how they play out the string here and what they do in the offseason. Uh, what should your expectation be year two? It's early to say, I understand, but what should and, and what really should be your reaction to this season as a whole given what expectations were and uh, and honestly how it's how it's played out because I don't think many of us thought it'd you know be a you probably understood okay they've rebuilt the whole roster it's going to be a, a a slow build up but I don't really know if anybody expected one of the worst seasons in school history so uh kind of interesting to to talk that and then Alden Cartwright's going to stop by and uh and talk some baseball with us as well we'll have Otter Locks to wrap up the show a two and three night last night for Otter uh Xavier kind of screwed us there on uh on a potential on a potential winning night. They were covering and, and winning actually for the majority of the game, kind of took their foot off the gas late. And uh not only did they not cover, they lost outright. So uh that one is the one that stings the most. But two and three night, you'll take it. Not the worst thing that could have happened. And Otter will be back with us uh to wrap up the show today with more picks. Uh more college basketball, I would imagine, as well as we wait for the NBA to come back off the all-star break on Thursday. All right, we're going to grab a break, come back on the other side. We'll go around the SEC, and we'll talk Pels to close the first hour here on a Wednesday edition of AFR, presented by Pluckers. AFR. Orleans Flooring, online at nolaflooring.com. Two locations, Metairie, and, of course, Airline Highway in Prairieville. If you're going south on Airline in Prairieville, you pass the Walmart, look to the right, you can't miss it. It's New Orleans Flooring. Go to nolaflooring.com, nolaflooring.com. The thing that really sets them up, like they, they've got amazing people. You can, go see, you can go see Terrell. You can go see Big Sean. Great people there. they got everyday low prices. You can get the free in-home estimate. they got the mobile showroom. Uh, you can get inspired there on the website. It's a great resource to go to. Financing is available. But what sets them apart more than anything is they cut out the middleman. Because they have more than a million square foot of product in stock, they cut out the middleman and they can give you the best price. I mean, you're talking about saying 40, 50, 60% on flooring. Go where the pros go. Go to New Orleans Flooring. That's nolaflooring.com. Two locations, Metairie and Prairieville, and online at nolaflooring.com. 
After further review with Matt Moscona, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. Presented by Plucker's Wing Bar. Open till midnight or later every night of the week, where every Monday is all-you-can-eat wings. Plucker's Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. We remind you about Michelle weighing and measurement. Michelle.com. That's where you can check them out. Michelle.com. Remember, at Michelle, they do offer ISO 17025 accreditation. You can learn more at Michelle.com and uh, other accreditations and standard calibrations as well. Michelle.com. Michelle.com. All of their different services and products are at the website. The website is a great a virtual font of resources. So many times clients will say, oh, I didn't know you did that. Go to Michelle.com. The uh, track system that they offer is a great asset. Track records, assets, and calibrations. It's an acronym. And what this allows you to do is track the status of the calibration of your devices. And then it also gives you a record of those calibrations at your fingertip online for free 24-7, 365, so you can be more efficient. Michelle, weighing and measurement. Back here on a Wednesday edition of After Further Review, we're brought to you by Pluckers. Musso sitting in for Scone. Scone on vacay until Monday. He'll be back then recapping everything he missed. Till then, I'm taking over the controls. and Well, I guess not taking over the controls. I guess I'm normally on the controls. So I, I'm, just, I'm just taking over. I'm just taking over the show. It's, it's, yes, it's, it's my show until, uh, until Scone gets back on, on Monday. Um, we're going to go around the SEC here momentarily. Did want to did want to mention this because uh, this was a, a, a scary story when it happened involving Peyton Hillis, and now he has finally spoken about it on the record for the first time. You'll recall, obviously, former NFL running back Peyton Hillis, former Arkansas Razorback Peyton Hillis as well, uh, was hospitalized last month and spent a lot of that hospital stay in the intensive care unit after helping to rescue several people from a swimming accident. Uh, in in Florida, including his his own children, uh, and in doing so, risked his life and, and put himself in the hospital. He needed a ventilator during that hospital stay and has recovered uh, over the course of a couple of weeks, was released from the hospital uh, a month ago, and finally, just yesterday, posted to Twitter thanking his family and medical personnel for being, quote, truly amazing, along with all those who sent good wishes and, and prayers in his directions. Uh, this is part of the post as well, quote, I haven't taken any interviews on this because I'd like to keep my family out of the public eye because it was a very dramatic time for us. But I did want to come on here and show my appreciation for everyone who helped save my life and for all your prayers, love, and support. I left the hospital with no worries or concerns and should make a 100% recovery. I'm a very lucky and blessed man. That's great news, man. I mean, Peyton Hillis, what a... Just from a human element aspect of it, obviously, you want you, you don't wish harm or, or ill will on anybody. So for him to be able to make a full recovery from that after a very sketchy, a very scary situation is fascinating. I've always kind of found Peyton Hill is fascinating in, in and of itself. I mean, that's a guy who came uh, obviously out of Arkansas, shared a backfield with Darren McFadden and Felix Jones, broke all of our hearts here in November of 2007, catching that fourth down conversion uh, late in, uh, late in the triple overtime loss to Arkansas. Uh, that's honestly always the first memory I have when whenever Peyton Hillis is brought up. But uh, went went from that from being you know number three in that backfield to carving out uh, arguably the best arguably the best NFL career out of all of them. I mean the guy got a Madden cover. Peyton Hillis got a Madden cover. That was 
that was wild. Uh, in his time from from twenty eight from two thousand eight to twenty fourteen, played for the Broncos, Browns, Chiefs, and Giants. Uh, of course, the most success came with with the Cleveland Browns. So, great news there, man. That Peyton Hillis is going to make a full recovery, and uh, we certainly we certainly w- wish him well and ad- admire him for a brave act of putting his life on the line uh, to rescue others and and including uh, including his own children in uh in in Florida a couple of months ago. That's uh, certainly, certainly very commendable. All right, let's uh, go ahead and go around the SEC. Around the SEC, presented by Gulf Coast Office Products, excellence in imaging solutions. The Florida Gators. Billy Napier confirmed today that defensive coordinator Patrick Tony is leaving after one season to take a position with the Arizona Cardinals. Napier has wasted no time in finding a replacement for Patrick Tony. ESPN, the first to report that Florida is hiring Alabama linebackers coach Austin Armstrong as their new defensive coordinator. Armstrong leaves Alabama after having just arrived in January of this year after two years as the D.C. at Southern Miss. Napier, there is some familiarity with Armstrong. He hired him as a graduate assistant in 2018 in Lafayette and then again as an inside linebackers coach for the Cajuns for one season. Armstrong, 29 years old, becomes the youngest D.C. in the Power Five. The Auburn Tigers. Quite the interesting change to Auburn's baseball schedule this weekend. So the 17th-ranked Tigers, they were set to head out to Los Angeles to face USC in a three-game series. Pretty awesome series, if you ask me, honestly. But due to the weather forecast in L.A., the series has been moved to Plainsman Park in Auburn The forecast in L.A. calls for a 100% chance of rain all day, both Friday and Saturday. So, to Auburn they go. First pitch is set for 6 p.m. on Friday night. The Ole Miss Rebels. Rebels ace Hunter Elliott. He will not pitch this weekend versus Maryland. Head coach Mike Bianco announced Tuesday following the win over Arkansas State. Elliott is experiencing tightness in his forearm after throwing five innings in his opening day start. Mike Bianco said, quote, it's not normal for him. Felt it again on Sunday. Threw, though, felt okay and no soreness throwing. Threw again on Monday, but for precautionary reasons, had an MRI on Monday afternoon. Still don't really know, still don't really have the results yet. Bianco said they sent the MRI off to several orthopedics in hopes of gathering information to formulate the best plan of attack. Junior Jack Do- Junior Jack Doherty will replace Elliott and start on Friday for the Rebs. SEC basketball from last night, Texas A&M defeated Tennessee, 11th-ranked Tennessee, 68-63. to It was a come-from-behind effort for the Aggies. They now move to 13-2 in the SEC. Tennessee falls to 9-6. The Missouri Tigers continue their winning ways, get to 20, uh, get to um, get a 20-win season, and Pretty much lock up an NCAA tournament berth. 66-64, their final over Mississippi State. That was in overtime. Uh, Hodge, the leading scorer for Missouri, 16 points, added three steals and three blocks. The must bus rolls on. They continue their hot streak. Eric Musselman's team, Arkansas, 97-65, a route over the Georgia Bulldogs. Now 19-9, the Hogs council uh, their leading scorer with 22 points in that game. 
And, of course, you have plenty of action on the hardwood tonight in the Southeastern Conference. You know LSU is going to face Vanderbilt at 6 p.m. That game's on the SEC Network. Florida and Kentucky from the O'Connell Center or Tech Arena, whatever it is these days. ESPN 6 p.m. tip there. Alabama, number two in the land, visits South Carolina. That game is an 8 p.m. tip on ESPN2. Ole Miss and Auburn, yawn. That game follows LSU and Vanderbilt on the SEC Network at 8 p.m. One more scoreboard I want to run through. Because everybody loves their midweek baseball action. Alabama, they defeated Tennessee Tech 7-4 in Tuscaloosa. It was Kentucky over Evansville 6-3. Arkansas survived versus Grambling 9-7. That's the ninth-ranked Hogs. Number 23, South Carolina, no problem with Winthrop 19-3. Tennessee, third in the land, dispatched of Alabama A&M 10-0. Number four, Ole Miss over Arkansas State 11-3. And then you get into uh, Florida. They went on the road to South Florida, one six to one. Auburn thirteen to one over North Alabama. Mississippi State took it on the chin, lost eleven to five to UL Monroe. It was it was Central Arkansas over tenth ranked Vanderbilt, five to four, and uh, Lamar over number five Texas A and M, seven to four. So uh, I'd like to congratulate Texas A and M, Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State on good seasons, but their seasons are now over. They lost their first midweek game of the year that's around the sec it's brought to you by gulf coast office products every day here on after further review grab a break come back and wrap up our number one the new orleans pelicans they will travel up to toronto tomorrow to face the raptors in their first game back from the all-star break let's preview the second half of the season for the pelly pelly pels what do they need to do to get back into the playoff Back into the back into the playoff and out of the playoffs and out of the play in and how do they get there? We'll talk about it to close out our number two, hour number one of after further review. Next, stay here. AFR. Love telling you about River City's one hour here. Seven five two triple oh one. Seven five two zero 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 one. Love telling you about River City's one hour air because I love telling you about great companies that treat people right. That's River City's one hour air. They make you feel valued and they make you feel comfortable. When you schedule service with River City's one-hour air, when a technician's coming to the house, you get a phone call, an email, and a text message alerting you the technician's on the way. You get a text message with a picture, a, a photo, name, and reviews of that technician who's coming to your house. They take the time to explain everything. They're very thorough. They have equipment on the truck because they're so big on continuing education. They have equipment on the truck other companies don't even own, never even heard of. River City's one hour air. Nights, holidays, weekends, they'll always come out. They'll never charge you extra. River City's one hour air. Got a problem with your home central AC? Call River City's one hour air. 752 001. After further review with Matt Moscona, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. Presented by Plucker's Wing Bar. Open till midnight or later every night of the week, where every Monday is all-you-can-eat wings. Plucker's Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Back here, wrapping up hour number one on a Wednesday edition of After Further Review. Kind of going by fast today, actually, not going to lie. Talks to New Orleans Pelicans here uh, momentarily, but uh, I see in the Bayou Ford YouTube chat, uh, they're asking for a certain drop over there. Uh, did you did you find did you find the Cartwright drop? 
Yeah. We still have it. We still have it. Uh, Alden Cartwright maybe has not been on the show in a long time, but we still have the drop, and uh, it's always nice to dust it off there uh, every every once in a while. So uh, Cartwright will be with us at 4.30, going to talk some LSU baseball uh, with the former Tiger pitcher. Uh, Right now, do want to talk a little bit about the New Orleans Pelicans as we wrap up our number one. So the Pels, they will be back in action tomorrow, so we'll preview the game uh, with the Raptors tomorrow. But kind of just a look at where they go from here now into the second half, quote-unquote second half, of course, uh, of of the NBA season. I mean, they they they, they only have about 20, 23 games or so, uh, or so left remaining in the season. And it's been a very interesting one, right? I mean, this is a team that at one point was tied for first place in the Western Conference at 23 and 12, uh, and then we all know what happened. You, you got to that point, obviously, without Brandon Ingram. Zion Williamson goes down with the hamstring. You go on the losing streak. Even when B.I. comes back, you lose the first three games that he's back with. The losing streak caps out at 10. And, uh, and then you start to kind of turn it around. The Pelicans sit at 30 and 29 right now. One game above 500 and uh, in the seventh spot for uh, in the seventh spot. So the last of the first, would you say the last or the first spot in the play in? I guess, I guess technically the first spot in the play in, right? Yeah. I would probably say the first, the last spot would mean that they're the last. Spot. Yeah, they, yeah. They're the last one in. So they sit in the first spot in the play in at seventh. Uh, however, they are just half a game out of sixth and just two games out of fourth on the flip side because the Western Conference is just absolutely nuts. The Pelicans are also three games out of 13th. Uh, so it's it's wild. So that's where you sit. You're in a good position. You have 23 games left, and in those games, you have a favorable schedule, the third easiest schedule in the NBA remaining uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, that includes three games against the Spurs, which is great. The main question for New Orleans is when can you get Zion back? That's what has to be answered first and foremost when looking at the second half for the New Orleans Pelicans is when is Zion Williamson coming back? Hopefully we get an answer on that this week. So you'll remember the injury happened against the Philadelphia 76ers on January 2nd. The original timeline, Zion was going to be reevaluated in three weeks. When they did that, it was all roses, right? He's progressing on the timeline. Everything's going great. They'll reevaluate him again in two weeks after that. He had progressed to three-on-three basketball, which was a great sign. He's out on the court moving around. And when it came time to reevaluate him again, that's when David Griffin met with the media and announced well, setback. Re-aggravated the hamstring in that three-on-three. In that, he also said they'd be looking at multiple weeks past the All-Star break that Zion Williamson would be back. Now, what does that mean, though? Is that is that in line with what the original timeline was? Was it three weeks for Zion Williamson? After, now, after when they... Because I should say as well, he will be reevaluated. They didn't really give a, a specific date, but David Griffin mentioned when we're all back together after the all-star break, well, that'd, that'd be right now. Like that, that would be this week. So I'm willing to say, okay, I guess it's going to be this week unless something's changed and they just have not report. They have not told anybody. So 
if he's reevaluated this week, what does the timeline look like? What is multiple weeks? We told you the original timeline is three was three weeks. If it follows that, that would put Zion back. Let me pull up the schedule uh, for the Pelicans. Somewhere around March, right? Somewhere around March for Zion. If if you go three weeks there, uh, I'm trying to get you an exact game. So let's say let let's say they reevaluate him tomorrow. You play the Raptors, or, or well, you're in Toronto, so they probably wait till you get home. Uh, you're looking maybe at the middle of March, so maybe Lakers or your back-to-back games against the against the Houston Rockets in the middle of March there potentially, or is it or is it longer than that? I, that all remains to be seen. So in the meantime, you you roll on how you have been without Zion Williamson. Now we've mentioned the schedule; it's the third easiest remaining in the NBA. The rest of the way, you have three games against the Spurs, who are not very good. You you play the Rockets. Uh, looks like three more times as or I'm sorry, you play the Rockets two more times. They're the worst team in the league. That obviously goes a long way. So what's your formula? Well, your formula is the same thing it was last year. Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. Those two led you into the play-in, through the play-in, and into the playoffs, and had you on the cusp of knocking off the Phoenix Suns. In, in all honesty, in, in the first round. You feel good about that. You feel really good about the way that Brandon Ingram is playing as well. It was a, a bit of a slow start for him coming back, obviously. Uh, but really, in the second half of that game against the Lakers is when Brandon Ingram really started to show exactly who he was. And and since coming back, he's averaging 29 points, 4 assists, 20, 29-4 and four, uh, is what B.I. is averaging. So that's that's been fantastic. And again, they have experience in this. And I think that's huge. And I know Will, Willie Green's been asked about this a lot. How much does that play in that you that you went through this last season? That, that you didn't have Zion at all, and you knew he wasn't coming back. Now there's at least a light at the end of the tunnel, supposedly, that he could be back. With that experience, you add Josh Richardson. That looks like it's going to work out really well. You'll figure out where his minutes come from and and all of that. I know that's a obviously a huge topic with Pelicans fans, but you still have the young core. Trey Murphy has made ex- exceptional growth here in this season. Jose Alvarado, same thing. You group that together a year older with Brandon Ingram, with CJ McCollum, who again, have already brought you through something like this before. I think it puts you in an even better position. You add that in to the schedule uh, for for the Pelicans. I, I think they can make a run at this. I think they can get in into the playoffs and, and not just in that sixth spot. I think there's a chance for them to get uh, even into the fifth spot. Four is going to be a bit optimistic, even though you're only three games out. And that's still a, a bit optimistic. That's uh, that's currently occupied by the Phoenix Suns. And, um, well, you know, they, they made a pretty splashy move. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, it's occupied by the Clippers. The Suns are now five. Uh, but Suns should climb once Kevin Durant, their shiny new trade acquisition, uh, is, is finally healthy again. Uh, they're, they're going to make a run. But that's where they stand. Uh, they have a nice path in front of them. It's easy to see them having success. It gets started tomorrow night. They'll be in Toronto facing the Raptors. Uh, we will preview that game for you uh, tomorrow. And it starts a, a very important second half for the Pelicans. Again, a half game out of the sixth spot right now in the West. Uh, two games out of fourth. And also, well, three games out of 13th. So it's going to be a fun second half. It's going to be very entertaining to watch the New Orleans Pelicans. When can they get Zion back? 
That's the main question. Hopefully we have more answers to that by the end of the week. Grab a break. Come back on the other side. Sports Center, CBS. Chris Trapasso at CBS. Two-round NFL mock draft. Tell you what he has the Saints doing. Also tell you the LSU players uh, that uh, that go in this two-round mock draft. And the first LSU player off the board may surprise you. It did surprise me. We'll talk about that to start the hour. Ron Higgins and Alden Cartwright as well in the next hour uh, as well. And then uh, Otterlocks to wrap up the show in the 5 o'clock hour. Stay here. Hour 2 of AFR is next. AFR. Remind you about South Point Volkswagen, southpointvw.com. New and certified pre-owned in Baton Rouge and online at southpointvw.com. That's southpointvw.com. Get on by, test drive any of their line of vehicles over at South Point. Remember, I tell you all the time, nine different IIHS top safety picks. It's the highest safety designation a vehicle can get. It's one of the reasons I love driving my Volkswagen is... I know every time I put Drew in his car seat and I'm driving, I'm in one of the safest vehicles on the road. Erica drives a Volkswagen. Every time she leaves the house in her car, I know she's driving one of the safest vehicles on the road. And by the way, they're stylish and affordable and fun to drive. It's at South Point Volkswagen. Remember, the all-electric, first electric SUV for everyone, the Volkswagen ID4. You can make your reservation right now at southpointvw.com. It's South Point Volkswagen. What's your direction? 